0: will feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Today's guest is Ryan Perryman, and Ryan is a vice president with L. Keeley Construction Company, and Ryan is one of the new members on our AGC Missouri board. Ryan, thank you.
1: Oh, good morning, Len. Thanks for having me.
0: Tell me a little bit how Ryan got into construction and what you're doing at El Keeley.
1: Sure. So how I got in, I would say, was almost by happenstance.
0: Like a lot of us. Probably.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't come from a family that, that had a lot of folks in the trade to work for construction companies or anything like that. But I'd been around, you know, some small-time residential-type mm-hmm. construction growing up, and I knew that I was going to do something math or science related and my, my dad was really urging me to, to go off to engineering school. So I found myself up at SIUE and because of a part of the group that I was in, they assigned upperclassmen mentors to you to help you figure out what you wanted to do with your life. And So
0: you were just taking like a general studies degree at SIUE?
1: Yeah, well I had declared as a civil engineering major going in and they were fresh out of civil engineering upperclassmen and they gave them all to the to the other freshman, and mm-hmm. they assigned me a construction management major uh, as my mentor and through conversations with him he really kind of guided me down that construction mm-hmm. management path and I looked at some of the coursework to become a civil engineer and I decided you know what construction management looks a lot better
0: smart man I think so smart it's, man it's worked out okay so after you completed your construction management degree where then
1: well I would say it, it even started before I graduated my freshman year i had the the good fortune of earning a a summer internship with putker construction Mm -hmm. over in breeze chuck chuck came over to school and great guy interviewed me and and somehow he hired myself and ryan putker to to be (laughs) interns that summer
0: (laughs) yeah chuck was on our board of directors many years past sure
1: so uh i had the pleasure of spending about three years there and, and working with with keith who was a you know a great mentor and Eventually, my senior year, uh, while I was in school, I decided I wanted to experience a little bit bigger of a company, and Mm -hmm. and I went to work for Cordy for about uh, six months in their pre-construction group with Bill Baer and and Jerry Ray Kemper. and Jerry's son actually works for for me now, and, uh, you know, he's got construction in his blood, so it's just fun to be around him, and, you know, you can tell a lot of his dad's wisdom has, has rubbed off on him. That's great. But decided that the travel wasn't really in my blood, so... Whenever I was you know, starting to think about who I wanted to work for coming out of college, I uh, put a short list together and ended up ultimately at S.M. Wilson and spent the first uh, about 13 years of my career there before uh, coming to Keeley in 2016.
0: So you worked with Scott and with Phil Wagner and those folks? Huh? I
1: did, yeah, and obviously that's uh, that's where I got you know, one of my initial tastes of the AGC, but I, I would say it even goes back to whenever I was in school and I was interning and some of the guys would drag me along to maybe the build brot picnic and may or may not have been underage at that point in time, but, uh,
0: <laughs> nobody's telling
1: right. And, uh, you know, got to see what the association did from a networking perspective at, early on. And then at Wilson, clearly, you know, they were, they had many ties to the AGC and took advantage of many of the, the opportunities that come with being a member. And early on, I was encouraged to, you know, go attend annual receptions and had to get out there and mingle with people, and that wasn't necessarily something that I liked doing at that time. So it was good for me, and I look back on it now as, you know, they were they were pretty uh, intentional in, in wanting me to do those sorts of things. But um, that's, that's probably where I first got my real exposure, uh, was doing those sorts of things.
0: And then from S.M. Wilson to – Keely,
1: Yeah. So um, uh, in 2016, came over to El Keeley to to lead our building group. We're a a nationwide design builder. We have four pretty distinct groups within the company, a civil group, a paving group, industrial, and building.
0: And those groups are all nationwide? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Cover different regions?
1: You know, obviously being based here in St. Louis, a lot of our work is in Missouri and Illinois, but we, we all travel nationally now especially our paving group it's not unusual for them to work in 40 plus states in a given year Uh, with the building group we'll easily work in 12 to 15 states Uh, about five years ago we opened up an office in phoenix initially for our paving group but now all of our business units are are working out of that office and we're going to be planting another flag down in texas this year so it's exciting
0: does the paving group focus on private work public
1: work both where do they go? It's primarily private work. Um, They don't do any DOT type of work. Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot of big box retail. They're as much of a a maintenance contractor almost to those big box retailers as they are anything else, but uh, everything from patching potholes to, you know, totally redoing parking lots and paving new lots.
0: So in essence, an owner can come to you and get all those services at one shop. That's
1: what we like to tell people. Absolutely. I mean, we're a big self-performer and proud to be a self-performer. It gives us an ability to control many aspects of the project that maybe more pure CM firms aren't able to do.
0: And your role there is business development, or what's your role in the building division or your building department there?
1: Sure. I get to wear a lot of hats. So ultimately, I'm responsible for you know top line and bottom line results for what happens within the building division. But I get to spend some of my time doing business development, some of it pre-construction, some of it operations. Uh, and really, that's what I love about my role, because there, there's not one aspect of the business that... You know, I I could say that I excel at, so I get to be a little bit of a jack-of-all-trades instead of a master of one or two.
0: You could come to AGC because no two days are the same,
1: right? Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's what makes this industry fun is, you know, no two days are the same.
0: What sort of projects are you working on right now?
1: So as a company, you know, probably with the marquee project that we're a part of right now in town is the MLS Stadium. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're in partnership with Mortensen and Aberisi on that job. Our team, the building group, we're just kicking off a, a major project with our, our development company, KDG, in the Central West End. Uh, it's a 200-plus unit multifamily development uh, just right off of uh, Laclede there. But then, you know, we do a myriad of other projects from um, municipal-type work, uh, which is a small part of what we do, but a lot of workplace, financial facilities, general commercial construction we're, we're kicking off a new firehouse project for valley park right now we've done some higher education work with rankin in the recent past maryville university that's kind of the local work obviously and then there's a, a lot of other work on a national basis too
0: you have a lot of things going on what are the concerns you have going forward you've got a lot in the pipeline it sounds like but what are the concerns you have about your part of the world or what you see in the construction industry going forward I mean, obviously,
1: coming off of 2020, we were all thrown a little bit of a a wild card there and had to overcome challenges that most of us had never seen before with a a global pandemic, amongst other things that were going on in our country, you know, politically, racially. So we kept a pretty close eye on all that and, you know, tried to figure out early on how it was going to impact our business. But then more importantly, how are we going to continue to grow through it? and yeah pretty proud of the way that that our teams were able to do that but when when I look at the construction industry you know moving forward I I think workforce development is one of the things that keeps me up at night uh, knowing that there's there's a lot of folks that are of a certain age that are going to be getting out of the business and that's where a lot of our experience and leadership lies and especially as a self-performer we've got to fill those holes right we got to find out who our next leaders are they're going to be able to go out and lead our projects and not just lead them but do it you know in a quality conscious manner and do it safely so you know every day that's probably top of mind and getting young people to get interested in construction is a little bit of a challenge and so many people even if you know I feel like even if they they raised their families on the income of somebody that's in construction they're kind of shooing their kids off to college instead mm-hmm. of, you know, talking about the trades or just, you know, talking about the industry in general, you know, that you, you can have a great professional career in, in construction as well. We, we got to do more to engage people at an early age. Yeah. I saw it years ago when we had the construction career school and being a coach there and you can't get to these kids too early to start talking about a, a career in construction. So we're, we're really putting a lot of emphasis around that and trying to do engagement with high schools and obviously with colleges, but uh, you know, more of that non-traditional route to, to see how we can get people interested in what we do. Uh, and it's hard work. So you have to tell people that, yeah, you may get a little bit dirty and you may have to work in the cold or you may have to work in the heat, but it's a, it's a great career. And there's so many things that you can do after you learn a specific skill or two. Uh,
0: and there is no silver bullet. There is no one-time program that's going to solve this. It's one child, one person at a time. To get them encouraged into the industry. It's getting past the parents, it's getting past the societal issues, it's getting past the educators to tell that story.
1: And I was ignorant to a lot of the societal issues until I started helping out with the Construction Career Center years ago. You know I, I grew up in a, a small rural community in southeastern Illinois and I never thought about how do people actually get to work. You know, I just thought everybody had a vehicle, and you you jump in it, and you go drive to your job. Mm -hmm. And that it wasn't a challenge to actually get a a student to school or or, or then for them to find a way to, to get to that job that may be 20 miles outside the city.
0: Or to show up having had a decent breakfast.
1: Exactly. Yeah, just those little things in life that a lot of us take for granted.
0: Well, you're a busy guy. You do a lot of things. You've got a lot of responsibilities. Why are you volunteering to be on the AGC of Missouri Board of Directors?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think I look at it somewhat as a, as a way to give back because it's an organization that I think I've taken a lot from over the years, you know, from a networking perspective. You know, just w- whether that be working with our specialty contractors and vendors that, that we have that are members or just other, you know, general contractor members. And we all learn from each other. And this is such a tight knit community, you know, here in St. Louis and Missouri. I know that it's helped me in my career. But, you know, now in the position that I'm in and I I look at what our company needs to be successful and and what we can take from the AGC, whether that be from an advocacy perspective, professional development, you know, the the safety resources that we have, obviously the networking, you know, continues to be a part of that. And, you know, maybe that was somewhat challenged last year, but, you know, we've got really so many different ways that you can take advantage of the association and I think now it's a way for me to to maybe help shape the future of the the way that we can you know use all these resources that we have and you know bring those back to, to not only our company but to other folks too and and have them be not just members but active members.
0: Well I know you participated in our strategic plan and I know workforce was like the number one issue in the strategic plan so I'm thinking that's probably a key element that you're going to be looking at going forward. Absolutely. I
1: mean, we worked over a million man hours last year, so we employ a lot of tradespeople, and if we can't fill those holes, we can't service our customers. And and at the end of the day, if they can't get their services filled by us, they're going to look elsewhere, so it's pretty important to us.
0: And I know when we met with the owners late last year, that was their concern was in the second half of 2021, where are the workers going to come from? Where are those hands I can sit in front of this computer and add Zoom all day, but I can't cut and paste concrete forms into place or metal studs and drywall into place. I've got to have people there at the job site hands on with the skills to do it.
1: Right. And and when I just read an article this morning that said that 2020 was the second highest year for, for number of permits pulled in the city of St. Louis from a dollar values perspective. And that did not include NGA because they're not required to. So believe it or not, and maybe don't believe everything that you read in the newspaper, there's a lot of work going on out there, and that's a, a lot of bodies on those job sites.
0: That's why we do this podcast, because I don't believe what I read in the newspaper.
1: Right. It's always good to get out and talk to folks, isn't
0: it? Absolutely. Well, I hope that you are successful going forward. I hope that Keeley continues to get through those strategies that you said to get through the pandemic. You feel like we're getting close to the end of it? I sure hope so. I mean, obviously, there's there's a
1: vaccine out there now. I, I think that a lot of folks are eager to get it, and I think that it's going to start providing some certainty. Yeah, there, there's so much opportunity out there right now. There really is. You just have to go find it. But there has been a lot of indecision uh, over the course of the last year. Some due to the pandemic. Some probably due to socio and political reasons. I Hope that there's a lot of pent up demand. And that we are really all uh, struggling trying to figure out how to get those boots to the right places to get the work done.
0: So with all those permits pulled, maybe that project delay logjam is starting to break a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Ryan, I really appreciate your time this morning. I really appreciate you volunteering to serve on the AGC of Missouri Board of Directors and everything you've done from the past. And I hope that our return on investment continues to be high for you.
1: My pleasure, Len. It was a lot of fun.
0: Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO on almost any podcast platform that you use. We hope you do subscribe and continue to listen as we move forward with this important project for the construction industry. To access our prior podcasts, visit www.agcmo.org, not only for podcasts, but for additional information about AGC of Missouri.